vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Welcome, everybody, to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and always with me is my hetero life mate, Rico. Yo, 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 Internet. How are you today? How are you doing, Rico? I'm feeling pretty good, and I have a slight cough, but that's just because I smoked too many camels. That's yeah. pretty, yeah. I'm, now, look, I understand I'm fighting an uphill battle. I've been trying to get Deb to quit for two years, so, you know. It's, it's, it, 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 that's the thing that I learned when it came to smoking is that you can't quit for someone else. You have to quit for yourself. So right. even though your heart's in the right place and, and you you know, you know want to just help help the smoker, they can't do it uh, by being pushed by someone else. Even though that is the easiest way of doing it, it, it really comes to the person being like, you know what? I need to, I need to just do it. And, and I, 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 I follow this full I, – I, I have this philosophy that Dean Martin said, which was, I quit every day. Right. And, you know, there are times where I've gone months without a cigarette. There's times where I've gone uh, seconds without a cigarette. So it, it really depends on – it depends on the people around you too, unfortunately. Right. You know, it, it, I don't want to blame other people for, for my addiction, but, you know, my – 90% of the people around me smoke. I mean, my father smokes, my mother smokes, my my best friend smokes. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to because smoking is overall a, a social uh, interaction above right. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I know that's but that's the thing that goes I, with it. Yeah, I, I can't take myself away uh, from people to quit smoking. But you think vaping uh, would work? Um, I've done the vaping shit, but I haven't done the heavy duty vaping shit where you have to like add your own fluid and, and charge it. I, I get the disposable blue ones and uh, yeah. they're, they're not very good. My, my analogy for it is it's like eating your whole life and then all of a sudden drinking slip fast. Gotcha. Gotcha. I used to smoke the blue ones actually, believe it or not. Um, because 20 some odd years ago I smoked like I was a smoker and kept getting sick and would not could not figure out why I was getting sick although you kind of could do the math but still you get the point like I, I was like, getting sick sick not like smoker sick if that makes any kind of sense of, of and, course yeah. yeah so and I was not a heavy smoker I would smack smoke smack <laughs> add smack people around no um yeah so you, you would add smack you'd be doing <laughs> heroin as, as well yeah. as you're smoking um 16 year old doing smack but anyway <laughs> but I would smoke a, I would smoke Marlboro Lights because I didn't have anything lighter at the time. Honestly, that was like 
the lightest they had. There wasn't these ultra lights and all these other colors right. and shit. And a pack would last me a week. So I was not what you would define as a heavy smoker. No, every every smoker who starts out as a smoker, especially at a young age, can make a, can make a pack last a week. Right. Like that was the thing where like once I realized what once I made that transition where I can make a pack last me two days as opposed to a week, I said, This is where it begins. Right, right. But I, I, I officially knew I was hooked when I woke up one morning. And without even opening my eyes, reached for my pack of cigarettes beside my bed. Yep, that'll and, do and it. And I opened up my eyes, and I'm like, oh, shit. You're this is serious. Yep. So, wait, just to finish my story out real quick, um, but I had to quit. And the reason I had to quit is because, like I said, I kept getting sick, couldn't figure it out, and the doctors were doing all kinds of tests and whatever. And one day they called and said, we need you to come in. We have we We think we know what's going on. I'm like, all right, well, let's go figure it out. And... I went in and they said, it's the cigarette smoking. And I said, well, yeah, I know everybody's not supposed to smoke. They're like, no, 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 no. You're allergic to cigarette smoke. If you sure. keep smoking at the rate you're smoking, you're going to kill yourself in six inside six, six months. If you stop now, you'll be fine. Wow. So it was like, I think I'm going to stop. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get much of a fucking option at that point. You're no, like, well, I can I, die or I can live. Right, and so I I stopped pretty much cold turkey right there, and I, I've been fine ever since, except the one thing that I always missed was the... Uh, it's going to sound worse than I wanted it to sound, but the oral fixation part of it, the, the putting the cigarette yeah. to my lips, pulling it in, and blowing out the smoke. Yeah. So when they finally put out the blues that are zero nicotine... I was getting those because that's the one part I never got over in the 20-some-odd years. Yeah, I, I could definitely appreciate uh, – it, it, despite it does, it does sound dirty, but it's not that dirty because every smoker has that oral – every yeah. smoker has a ritual too. Right. So I, I know smokers that can't – that try switching to vape, but they can't do it because there's that ritual of pulling out your cigarette pack, lighting it, taking that first heavy drag. Like – I, I think I gave my mom a blue once, and she just said I can't do it. Um, but there, when I when I have quit, I have done like uh, chew on toothpicks. Okay. And the chew on the toothpicks uh, really does uh, cut the craving. I also notice every time I quit, I gain about ten pounds. Well, that's generally the way it goes. I don't think that's yeah. just a you thing. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's because uh, smoking curbs your hunger. Right. Well, here here's which, the other thing. I, I, I just heard, because it's something you said I wanted to tell you about. Um, apparently, they now have, and I don't know where you get them or how readily available they are, but they have toothpicks with nicotine in them. So you chew on a toothpick, you get the nicotine fix. It's it's meant to be like nicotine gum or the patch. It's one of those things to help you get away really? from it. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. I just saw it the other day. What's it called? A toothpick? I, I didn't see the name. I just said toothpick, toothpick with nicotine in it. That's what I saw. That is that is crazy. I bet it's fucking expensive. I yeah, I don't know you, but probably worth a Google search at least. Eh, I mean, if, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah, because uh, if, if you want, so, and I'm not trying to get you to quit, but if you do want to quit, that might be something that helps you if you felt like the toothpick helped with the oral part. I, I, I have plenty of help with the oral with the oral part. <laughs> Okay. I, whenever I'm craving a cigarette, I'll just suck on a dick. That that'll that'll just 
take care of the whole thing for me. Okay, we're good, but the word hetero is in our thing, so stay away from mine. Don't you worry, buddy. I'm not going to travel all the way to Jersey for that. Well, I... If I want to suck some dick, I can just go outside. <laughs> well, you are near San Francisco, so um, I anyway. Still, I am near San Francisco, so I, I I have easier, and I am I would make a fucking killing as a bear, man. It's such a shame for <laughs> that I'm actually not homosexual, and my girlfriend's laying in my bed, like right like right across from me. But I'm like, I'm grateful that I have Stephanie. But like, you know what? Being gay would be. So much easier for all the teenage bullshit, like lovey dovey girlfriend bullshit I had to go through. And, and I mean, being heterosexual kind of sucks. Being homosexual kind of sucks, but being homosexual can also be easier yep. in some ways. Yep. You, you could look, you could look like me, you know, balding fucking fat guy with a beard, and I'm like, I look like fucking Marilyn Monroe to, to guys that like, you know, uh, bears. I'm, I mean, I'm. I call myself a fucking like you know I'm a, I'm a cub because I'm a sh- I'm a oh, I'm a teddy bear because I'm a short little fucking bear. <laughs> okay. And I'm cuddly. I'll take your word for that. Uh, you'll 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 experience my cuddles. <laughs> Eventually, we will be in the same room. We we have made it a goal to do one in the same room podcast per year. So we will try. Well, that's the goal. Whether we achieve it or not is a different story, but. Yeah, that's, it's it's the goal, but it's more or less the dream. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we talked about this on the news <coughs> and notes episode that we did. Um, we're totally doing the day after the bachelor party. I want oh, yeah. that pod, and I'm I'm almost saying we don't go to sleep when everything is over and just do it and see yeah. how fucked up it really is. On one condition, we have another camera filming, so we can do the podcast, but we also film it, and then I can post that for like the Rico's drunken rant with CJ. Oh, I'm all over it. That's fine by me. Yeah. yeah. So we upload both of them. It's just like simultaneous. All right, yep. Let's just do this, guys. <laughs> let's, oh shit, that's gonna be a fucking CJ here gave me Jaeger and gin. The fuck is wrong no, with me? No, 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 no. Speaking of gin, I got a funny gin story for you. This is oh, yeah? again from years ago. Um, I'm well into my 30s now, but this is when I'm 23, 22, somewhere in that ballpark. So, so five years ago. No, no. sorry, uh, t- ten years ago. I think you're 20. 15. Some, I think you're 28 for some reason. No, I wish I was 28 again. Um, no, but um, and pre. Pre this time, I was not a heavy drinker. I mean, I'm still not a heavy drinker. I never was a heavy drinker, but comparatively speaking, I drank like three times a year. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm coming into my own as drinking in, you know, whatever. And a friend of mine's then girlfriend, now wife, wanted to go up to her old college at Rutgers and go to one of the food trucks that are actually no longer there. But they used to have these like food trucks and they had these funky sandwiches called like fat boy and fat fuck and all these different things and they were like it was like a cheesesteak with french fries on it or parmesan chicken sandwich with like avocados or some weird shit i don't think that was one of them but you get the point like it was these weird we have, we have something out here called ike's it's very similar to that i'm sure they've got them all over the country to be fair yeah. but anyway 
she was craving one of these sandwiches on like a Sunday night. So he called. Was she drunk? No, we hadn't drank a thing yet. She was just craving one of these sandwiches. And no, she wasn't pregnant before anyone asks. That wasn't the case either. Um, But she says, so he calls me up and he goes, dude, let's go get, um, let's go get some sandwiches up at Rutgers. And meantime, like there's this, this main street lined with bars. So we'll do like a mini pub crawl and, you know, have a couple drinks, come home. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. So we go up and we go to the first bar and we're sitting at the bar and, uh, to that point, my drinking was it basically limited to wine, light beer, and whiskey, and shitty whiskey. Like, I I drink what I consider good whiskey now, but back then I drank shitty whiskey. Okay. And we're looking at the bar, and we're looking at the different bottles behind the bartenders, and we see this bottle, this blue bottle, and we're like, what the fuck is that blue bottle? And it says Bombay, Bombay Sapphire. We don't oh my see the god, I know what you're talking gin. about. Right, well, no, 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 but you don't know what's going to happen. You might know the stuff, but you don't know what's going to happen. I know the stuff. Okay, go okay. ahead. But just hear out the stupidity that comes out. Of Keep in mind, we're all on our first drink. So this is not like drunken brain kicking in. We're just this dumb. <laughs> we're looking you're at this like, bottle. You, you made a sober decision at that moment to be that stupid. Correct. Well, I don't know if we made a decision to be that stupid. We just were. <laughs> but we're looking at the bottle, and we're like, what the fuck is blue that they would serve? Not grasping the concept that the glass could be blue and the liquid inside would be clear. Oh, my God. Right. So me being me, he said, I got to drink whatever's blue. I got to try blue alcohol. Like so, you thought it was blue curacao or something like that. I didn't know what the fuck it was. So, I mean, quick fast forward, I drank Hypnotic years later, strictly because it was blue, but it was really good. Anyway, um, (laughs) what? I'm just imagining you, like, going up to a blue lava lamp and just ripping it open. I gotta drink it, it's blue! Um, (laughs) I do have a blue lava lamp, but I've never tried to drink it. Anyway. Don't fucking drink the lava lamp. I will not drink my lava lamp. I love my lava lamp. Anyway, um, (laughs) what? (laughs) I'm just laughing at the absurdity of what the fuck we're saying. Go ahead. That's what's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, shit, we're watching, We're both wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle t-shirts. How much more are ridiculous? We, yeah. Are we, stand up. Let me see. You, it doesn't have the logo. Oh, shit. No, no way. Yeah, I got mine from Loot Crate. Um, it was one of my Loot Crate shirts when I had my subscription. Which, by the way, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's worth the money they charge, but it's pretty cool to get something every month. It's like Christmas every month. Yeah, but not a... See, I got it at a discount because I caught it, like, end of the year, and it was, like, 60% off or some shit. But for the regular price, it's... I don't know that it's worth it. It's, like, $275 for the 12 crates. Yeah, I, I got mine for my mommy. Aww. <laughs> All right, so let me yeah, hear story. this blue gin. Go ahead. So, well, none of it... So we finally realized that it is gin, but none of us have ever drank gin. So we didn't know how you drink gin. So I ordered a shot of Bombay Sapphire. All right. And I did the shot of Bombay Sapphire. Yeah. And my teeth went numb. I literally, sitting at the bar, tapping at my teeth, going, I can't feel my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my, my story with gin. 
That's I I I don't have a story of of uh, of gin because my mother warned me like years ago. She's like, stay the fuck away from gin by itself. If you're gonna have gin, have it with something else, like a mixed drink, like a fruity fucking cocktail. But even then, avoid gin if you can because she's like every all the men in our family on my mother's side apparently can be very violent on gin. Uh, so I just made a conscious decision to avoid it at all costs. Okay. And, you know, like, like I, I still have had gin, you know, and, and shit like that. And it's just, like, my brother, same same uh, father, different mother. So he doesn't have that violent gin streak <laughs> bullshit. My brother loves gin. Okay. And I... I I remember us getting an argument about it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, like, gin can make people violent. And he's like, no, it doesn't. And then we got hammered together, me and my other, we, I have two brothers. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The prices so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor. Same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense. Standout pieces. Outstanding prices. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. So we, we, we all got kind of hammered together. Uh, and both of them, because I'm their younger brother, they always want to wrestle with me. And right, now I'm right. bigger and broad-shouldered and, and heavier. Like... My brother, my brother was just like, my brother also took like Muay Thai. So he's like, wants to like martial art wrestle with me. And, and I'm like, will you leave me alone? I did nothing to you. He's like, ah, I'm a, I'm like, see, this is what fucking gin does, man. You're not even <laughs> part of my mother's family, but I know what gin does. No, to it's, it's, it's alcohol. <laughs> it's not I'm, gin. Well, gin, I've seen people, I mean, Tequila for sure. I will never touch that. I've never had it. Never will if I can help it. It's scary. You should have a shot of tequila just to say you had a shot of tequila. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm not saying go crazy and eat the fucking one with the worm. Right, right, right. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal on at my bachelor party. I will do a shot of tequila with you if. You let me make you a gin and tonic because if you do a gin and tonic, it's not gonna fuck with you the way your mom's warning you. I'm I'm all for it. All right, deal. It's on tape. You can't take it back. But the only thing, look, I'm actually I'm I'm fine with the gin, but I hate tonic water. I let hate me, that. Let me make the gin and tonic because I you only... make me a gin and tonic because I hate that kind of like that shitty flavor. I I like my drinks like. Like, I like my women sweet, and they'll slowly kill well, me. Well, I'll tell you right now, and it's not sweet, but I definitely put lime juice in it, and that kills that tonic taste quite a bit. You still get a bit, but it's not that strong. Urgh. That's fine. Yeah, I, I can handle that. Because I don't I mean, like, I like it either. I like, I like a good Moscow Mule. So Moscow is, is a Moscow Mule is just ginger 
and lemon and lime and vodka. So a gin and oh, tonic, if it's done good. properly with a little bit of lime, is actually similar to a uh, Moscow Mule. I, I'll drink vodka martinis. Oh, love me a martini. Anyway, um, I know we didn't want this to be like the drunken podcast, but you telling the story about your brothers, it makes me have one more story I have to tell you because I think you will have a reaction to it. Go, go for it. All right. So I'm in college. I'm 19. And I go to a college that's a dry campus, but as I'm sure you can figure, that didn't stop us from drinking. Of course not. Yeah. So, but we're also all broke. Keep that right. in mind. So the 40s. beer of, What's that? 40s. No, no. They were cans, but Natty Light. That was the beer uh. of choice. Yeah. Because you can get like a 30 pack for like four ninety five. At least you could in 1998. I don't know about now, but... I don't know if we've... Have we talked about my disability on the show? No, we have not. I, okay. I've said we should talk about it. Um, we totally can. I've got no objection to that. But, um, And maybe we'll elaborate on a different show or later today. But I have a disability that basically likes cerebral palsy. For those of you listening, it's not cerebral palsy, but it, it mirrors it almost identically. So it's the... Best way to describe it. What would what would you call it? What's your diet? What's your uh, the actual the actual disability is called schizencephaly. Shit, I I would have a hard time pronouncing it, let alone having it. Oh, I had to practice. I'm not gonna lie. Give it to me one more time. Schizencephaly. Yep, you got it. Oh yeah. There you go. Uh. uh okay. Okay. Can now, I... quick prelude to the rest of the story is that up until I was 32. Yeah, 32, I actually had been diagnosed <coughs> as having cerebral palsy. They didn't get the correct diagnosis till I was 32. So, when this story takes place, I thought I had cerebral palsy. Right. And there was a kid in my dorm that we were friends with that had the same disability, has cerebral palsy, at least he has CP, like he actually has it. Right. And it, but his is the exact opposite side of mine. So mine affects my whole left side. It's clinically diagnosed as a left hemiparesis. But so he had a right hemiparesis. And right. the people in my dorm that we all knew, because it was like six of us per suite, would try to get us drunk and make us fight. What? Yeah, they would get us drunk so that we would fight each other. That, I mean, that's horrible, but also kind of sounds like a lucrative business. Well, there was no... I mean, the only lucrative part of it for me was I never paid for beer. I got drunk for, for free, so I was okay. And I never and I never came to fighting the kid. He would get all hostile and start screaming in my face and shit, and I'd be like, dude, you need a certs. Go away. You know, like, that would be the extent of my retaliation. And in the meantime, I'm getting drunk. Crippify! Yeah, I mean, it was great. People hear that story and they're like, those fucking assholes. I'm like, I got drunk for, for free. Why do I yeah. care? Oh, man, you, you're, you're, your story is straight out of South Park. Like, they, there's like a whole episode where like fucking Timmy, Timmy! Uh, yeah. fucking like the, there's a new kid who actually has cerebral palsy. Jimmy, Jimmy uh, comes to the neighborhood and they're just like, they don't like each other. Because they both are disabled kids, and like Timmy's like, I was a disabled kid, now you come along. And they start actually beating the shit out of each other. One's in a fucking like automatic wheelchair, the other one's got the crutches. Yeah. 
and Carmen runs around to like random places, runs into like a, a safe, uh, like a like a shopping store, and just like yells, "Grab a bag!" No, that's funny. Um, you know oh. what though. The funny part is, like, you said these... And I know it's a show, but they, you said they didn't like each other. This kid and I liked each other. The only time the it, hostility came out was when, when he would start drinking. Was it gin? No, it was Natty Light. Ah. Uh, and occasionally, um, Captain Morgan's. That was the other thing that would come out from time to time. God, we all drank terribly when we were younger, didn't we? Oh, we all totally. Just, like, drinking whatever the fuck... God, totally. I... I've got some fucking horror stories of my own. Uh, this, but they're they're mostly like my my friend and I, um, and I can say his name. He's fine with me saying his name. Uh, my friend Michael and I, we uh, we were we would get hammered together. We were very young, and because I look way older than my actual age, because I'm I'm 26. I'll be 27 next month. I look older than CJ. Yay. Like I I look I, I look older than you because I I. You know, I'm losing my hair and, and, and I have a deeper voice. And, but that was always the case for like ever. My, my friend Michael, tall, really tall guy, super intelligent, is always six months younger than me, uh, doesn't have like – can't grow facial very well and always kind of has a youthful look. So I was always the one responsible for buying the alcohol and cigarettes when we were like 15 years old. So – I didn't have a car. I didn't have the girl, but I could get us booze and, and smokes. So we would. This one time we got fucking hammered beyond relief, and we stumble out of his house. And it's night. You know, we were we were smart. We were you know, we were smart for being stupid, but we were smart. And we stumble to a nearby park that had like play structures and 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 swing sets and shit like that. And I got on one of those rocking horses, which has the the, the thick wire spiral. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're yeah. Like, so you're like rocking back and forth on the spring. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. So I was so heavy because I should not have been on it. I mean, it was for kids, and I'm like 15 at this point, and I wasn't always as heavy as I am now, but I was definitely, uh, I, I was, I was more broad-shouldered and muscled up. I was always like working out and shit. Uh, but I'm on the thing, and I just lean all the way back, and I fall back, but I pulled the, uh, the horse all the way back. And then when I fell back, I let go, and the, due to the the spring, it just repeatedly smacked me in the balls like four <laughs> or five times. Ow. Just, just wham, 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 and it hurt so much. And I was so drunk that I'm just like, and Michael's just watching this me just getting bludgeoned by a fucking steel horse <laughs> in my testicles, and he's just like, I don't know what to do. And I just rolled over and started throwing up all over this. It was a kid's park, like a kid's place. Uh. I was puking everywhere. And, like, I was sort of limped home with him. And I was like, I need to – Michael's like, you want to get drunk again? I'm like, I want to ice my balls and then get drunk again. That's funny. I. Uh, it's not as in uh, a detailed story, but I did fall over peeing midstream while drunk once. You fell over midstream? Yeah. Sideways. I'm standing, peeing, <laughs> and just fell over like a tree. Uh, I I have uh, one of those, uh, but not when I was drunk. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad and I are uh, we have a we have a farm, like a forty acre farm. Okay, and we're on our way back, so it's a two hour drive from where I live in Oakland up. It's it's uh, northern Sonoma County, so it's like a hundred miles door to door, two hour drive if you don't stop. 
Um, so we usually stop for like Safeway and, and shit all the way there. Sure, but we're on sure. our way back. So I really had to pee because we stopped and like got gas and I had like a soda and my dad had like a cup of coffee. So we're on our way back. We're about maybe 30, 40 minutes away from the house. Back to Oakland. And I'm like, Dad, I really got to pee. Can you pull over? He's like, no, I, I got to make time. No, I'm not pulling over. I'm like, I really got to pee. And you know, it's one of those like nine-year-old pees. Like if you don't. If yeah. you don't pee, yeah. you're going to just destroy your pants. Right, right, right. So I, I said, Dad, I really like, – so he finishes his cup of coffee. Mind you, it was like a small. And he says, here, piss in this, which is the most male thing ever. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're like, here, piss in this coffee cup. So I'm, I'm in the front seat. We're in – we're on the freeway. There's cars around me, but I'm just like trying to adjust myself, pull my cock out, and I'm trying to piss in this coffee cup, and I filled it up. And I'm like, now I'm holding this fucking jar of pit or this cup of piss. And I'm like, what do I do with it now? And I'm I'm like, Dad, what do I do with this? He says, drink it. Like, my dad dad was always a smartass. Just shut up and drink it. I'm like, no, what am I, come on, what am I supposed to actually do with this fucking thing? He says, roll out your window and dump it out the fucking window. So my dad's version of this is completely different. But the effect is still the same. So I roll down the window. And because we're going 70 miles an hour, I try to dump it out, but the wind made it fall back. Oh, no. And it just drenched myself (laughs) in in my own piss. And I just kind of, like, realize what happened. I look at my dad. My dad's driving, and he just sees me just like, like a waterfall of urine. Just And he just starts shaking with laughter, <laughs> trying desperately not to crash the yeah, car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But his version, he said, I rolled down the window and I stuck my head out and then threw it in front of me against the wind so it came back. I'm like, no, the wind was just so strong. It, just, it actually knocked it out of my hand and, and I was I didn't have a good grip. And it just, because I'm trying to be careful and gingerly poke it out the window. But, uh, oh, yeah, man. If anyone says, oh, I pissed my pants, really? I pissed all over myself. There you go. Um... All right. So, listen, I had an idea. I know we have something we want to talk about. And we're going to get to it and all. But I had an idea while you were sharing your story. Um, I think I'm going to throw out on Twitter to the followers that we have if they have a question they want answered on air. Absolutely. All right. So I'm throwing that out as we speak. Feel free to retweet and all that happy jazz. Sure, 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 sure. Because I think we should start the show at this point because... I don't know that this qualifies. We're gonna keep it all, but when you when you when, once you get past urine, everything's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right, I'm, I'm I'm retweeting as well. I'm actually gonna post it on Facebook as well. So go for it. Um, just make sure we give if you get any responses on Facebook that we give credit to whoever's asking for it. Absolutely. Um. Oh, and by the way, Kev put up a real funny tweet about Seth Rogen, if you get a chance. If you haven't seen it yet, it's really fucking funny. I'm surprised I'm not following Seth Rogen. I should I should do that. Yeah, it might be a good idea. I'm not, but not for any reason that I just haven't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm posting it myself. We'll have to edit this shit out. I got it. No worries. Yeah, I, I, I know you're on top of it. All right, so we put out the question, and we'll see if we get any responses. In the interim talking about the medication you're on and all that happy stuff while you're sick, you yeah. mentioned something about a funky-ass dream that you think that was caused from the medicine. 
Oh my god, man! I, I mean, the past couple weeks from the flu and the medicine and just like having a fever at one point, and I, I've been having these crazy fucking intricate realistic dreams, and I forgot all of them. But I would wake up and be like, that was bizarre. But oh my god, last night I had like a straight up nightmare that was so detailed. It like when I woke up at ten, I said I'm not going back to sleep. Like it really That's kind of like uh, it it freaked me the fuck out. Like I told Steph, like Steph was awake and, and she was coughing, and I said I will walk your dog, like because her dog is with us. And I'm right. like, honey, you don't have to get up and walk your dog. I will walk your dog. I need to get the fuck out of bed. Like I was so freaked out. So, um, for the viewers that are listening, I you won't know this about me, but I am a huge fan of horror films i'm a big fan of I'm a, I'm a big movie buff but i do love me a good horror film and probably my all-time favorite is halloween and halloween and if you're curious you could check out uh the rico's rants episode i do of halloween with stephanie it was actually our second episode together um and the main reason i knew she would love it is because she does not like horror films but she loves a good suspenseful film uh, so there's nothing more suspenseful than fucking Halloween. It is very minimal blood, but all suspense. By the way, I've only ever seen of the what, however many there are, I've only ever seen one in its entirety. Do you remember which one? Yeah, H2O. H2O is great, but you really should see the original. The original is is fan fucking fantastic. But you know what? Um, I'll tell you what I want to see, and I don't mean to interrupt your story, and I'll shut up in a second. But I do want to see the Rob Zombie redo, redo because I love Rob Zombie, and I hear he's a great director, and I haven't seen any of his work. So, and that seems well, like me, a reason me, to watch. Let that. me put it this way: if the original hadn't existed, then Rob Zombie's remake would actually be a very good horror film. The problem is is when it comes to directors and writers, when they're, when they're making a sequel or an origin story or, or a reboot. remake, yeah. they tend to explain things too much. So the difference between the original Halloween and Rob Zombie's Halloween is that you don't know shit about Michael Myers, the, the, the killer, in the original. All you know. Give your heart some love with circulation boosting bioactives proven to improve blood flow for better oxygen and nutrient delivery. Boost circulation from day one for better cardiovascular performance that keeps improving over time. Try Cocovia Cardio Health Supplement, available as a capsule or a powder. Visit Cocovia.com today. That's C O C O A V I A.com and use coupon code CCV20 to get 20% off your order. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local Geico agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Was that he's a psychopath who killed his sister when he was six years old and then escapes from the mental institute to go back to his neighborhood to stalk babysitters. That's right. all it is. But the Rob Zombie one, they focus heavily, like the first half of the, like, a, not the first half, but like a quarter of the film is him as a little boy 
at about 12 years old or like 10, 11 years old. Okay. And it shows him like going through the psychotic stereotypical things like him torturing and killing animals, him killing his bully in like the woods with a giant fucking uh, like lump of wood or something. And then like him killing his abusive stepfather and his, his older sister is just a real bitch and she's slutty. And like, it focuses more about how he was abused into becoming a killer as opposed to just being an innocent boy and all of a sudden stabbing. Okay. Okay. And, and he also kind of makes him a little bit more white trash rednecky. There's a lot of like, like it looks like every character in that movie looks like they hang out uh, at a dive bar. They always look kind of real rednecky and and white trashes. Um, to be fair, and I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen his work, but I've seen the still shots of Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, and they all kind of look that way, too. So I think that's yeah, just his thing. They they all kind of look like Rob Zombie in a way. Because Rob Zombie is very bearded and long-haired oh, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and kind of grungy-looking. Um, so there is, he it is semi-autobiographical. But I would argue that it's even scary the fact that it's a little boy who's innocent, grows up in suburbia in a nice, quiet little neighborhood, and then snaps. That's more scary for me. Oh, you know, totally. Someone who, you know, and that's why when they like, like you know, something like Hannibal Rising, when they, oh well, he wants Hannibal eats people because his sister was eaten when he was a little boy, and blah blah. Like, you know, do we really need to see the whole reason why they are who they are? Do we need to find out why Hannibal Lecter likes to eat people? No. Sometimes not knowing is scary enough. True. Um, True. So there is going to be a new Halloween film coming out. Rob Zombie? No, Rob Zombie has nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, Because he made made his remake and then he made a sequel to the remake and the sequel was fucking awful. Like... Was it really? Oh, so bad. And like he he has Michael Myers walking around without the mask on with a big beard. You can't do that. Even I knew that much. I mean, it's like he looks like someone that my dad would hire to like, you know, do some yard work. Like like a homeless guy is like, hey, you want to earn a couple bucks? You want to earn a bowl of pasta? Here, rake up these leaves. Like a big bearded guy who looks like he's, you know, just down on his luck. But like you can't have Michael Myers walking around without the fucking mask. And Agreed. And. And he speaks. He speaks at the end of the fucking film. Like a soliloquy or like a Silent Bob kind of thing? Well, no, he like, like, there's a, there's a, a point where he and Dr. Loomis, which is played in the original by Donald Pleasance, really amazing uh, British actor. But in the remake, he's played by Malcolm McDowell of uh, uh, Clockwork oh, Orange. Yeah, he's really good too, though. And he's really good in this movie. He's a great Loomis, but very different. More aggressive Loomis. Sure. Uh, m- more egotistical, more selfish, more money-hungry, more more into cashing out uh, for his uh, role in, in Michael Myers' upbringing. Um, he tells Michael Myers, like, this giant, like, pinnacle moment. And he says, Michael, we have to die for some fucking reason. And then Michael rips off his mask with his beard and his long hair and yells, die and stabs Dr. Lewis. And you're like, wow, 30 fucking years of being silent. And he says, die. Like, okay. I mean, I'm not going to argue for it, but to back to my question, it's so it's more of a silent Bob kind of thing as opposed to like, this. Yeah. But even silent Bob said fucking more than, than Michael Myers. I mean, I get that, but 
the, the point is it's not like a speech or a whole scene of dialogue. It's, yeah. It, it, so it was one word. I mean, they, they'd uh, come to, they'd uh, had ideas of whether they should have Michael Myers speak in certain sequels. And, like, ultimately, honestly, the idea is never let him speak. Let him speak when he's a child, but never let him speak when he's an adult. Because once you let him speak, it ruins the magic. It's like right. hearing, you know, it's like it's like hearing Charlie Chaplin's little tramp character speak. You don't yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. that, right? And uh, so to tie it back to other episodes we've done, would you say that him speaking is the equivalent of the issue you had when they put the no in? Um, was it Jedi? No, it, yeah, yeah, it was Return of the Jedi. So what you're talking about is when they did the Blu-ray yeah, uh, we talked about re-release. It on episode one. Yeah, yeah. For the episode of, of uh, Star Wars, uh, I talk about one of my biggest beef with the re-releases is that Vader, uh, when Luke is getting electrocuted by the Emperor, spoiler, um, <laughs> Vader is looking back and forth, and it's very silent, and and you can hear the struggle in his head without hearing anything. Uh, going back and forth between the Emperor and Luke, and who did what? Which side do I choose? And then the re-release had uh, him dub say no, 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 and like lifting up the Emperor, going no, and throwing like, and exactly that thing. It's just wow. Why the fuck would you ruin a moment like that? Why silence can, despite the fact that I talk a lot, silence can be fucking golden. <laughs> So that long story, like all that background shit, they are making a uh, movie, and this is when it gets weird. And I'll, I'll look up the the cast just to make sure I'm getting it right. But like Danny McBride, the comedian, is co-wrote it. Okay. Danny McBride of um, uh, Eastbound and Down, and also um, he was in uh, Pineapple Express. And he was also in. Um, he, he's. He, I call him the evil Seth Rogen. Okay. Okay. Because they they're both schlubby like guys right. that are very funny, but he always plays like the villainous version. All right. Then. You know, because like Seth Rogen is like you know jovial. And, hey, I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know I'm a, I'm the I'm like a schlubby hero, but I'm here and, and then like you have Dan McBride doing the same thing, but like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> like fucking <laughs> okay so uh da- but just out of the blue danny mcbride is co-wrote this thing the original filmmaker uh john carpenter um is coming back to produce it and to supply the music and that's I what i heard this Not the original the original theme is yeah, I love really, that song. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking chilling music. I mean, and that's all John Carpenter. John Carpenter did the music as well. Right, I knew so, that, yeah. So what they're doing is this sequel is going to be a direct sequel to the original. So it's ignoring every fucking iteration that's come out. So It's kind of like what, a, um, what they're doing with Terminator. Yeah, which it's like, come on, can't you just fucking stick to a timeline? Like, so what this is is it's going to be it's it's even ignoring Halloween two, which is set the same night of the original Halloween. So they're okay. retconning the entire thing, wow. and they're also saying this is gonna be the last one. And there's 
I know we talked about this in news and notes, but there's like what, like eight of them or something. If you don't include the Rob Zombie ones, if you don't include the Rob Zombie ones, this will be the technical ninth one. Though, if you take out Halloween three, which is not does not feature Michael Myers, they they tried to go a right. separate film. I remember that. So that then it would be eight. It'd be the eighth official one. No, I mean if we're if we're including the Rob Zombie ones, it's the tenth official one with Michael Myers featured. But it's the ninth I'm sorry, the eighth one part of this Jamie Lee Curtis franchise one. But now they're gonna make it second overall. So as far as they're concerned, the only ones that matter are the first one and this new one. So David Gordon Green is directing it, and I think he also co-wrote it. David Gordon Green, uh, he he is produced some shit and directed some shit, but he directed um, Stronger with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Eastbound and Down. I guess he and uh, Danny McBride are, are good buddies. Uh, he, he did a lot of like stoner comedies as well. He did like Your Highness, The Sitter. He did Pineapple Express. So. It's sort of weird how these two comedic guys are making this iconic horror film. And Danny McBride said, like, well, you you can go beyond dick and fart jokes. You can make a horror film. You don't, just because I'm a comedian doesn't necessarily mean I don't like horror films. I love horror films, which I respect. I, I thought that was a really great way of doing it. So uh, moving on, if you if you guys are look, interested, look up the new Halloween film. And But my nightmare was my... Because I don't, I know nothing about this movie. They haven't released any trailers. There's very little uh, photos of it. You don't know shit what's going on. So I basically invented my own iteration of what this could be. <clears throat> and I'm almost kind of like, I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want someone to steal my idea. So I'm patenting this fucking idea right Copyright now. Copyright Rico. What? Copyright Rico. Copyright Rico. Copyright Rico's rants. Copyright. Uh, pot pot of so what it is is now as you know nightmares are all over the place and dreams are all over the place so it jumbled around but my I never saw myself so I was POV okay. I, I was essentially the camera in the film and on top of that I think my character was Jamie Lee Curtis I think so you I were was, a chick I think I was I think I was Laurie Strode I think I was a chick in my dream did you have a nice rack Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing. As a, no, as I'm a, not asking about her rack. I'm asking if you had a nice rack in the dream. I already have a nice rack in real life. I don't need a good one in the dream. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, so I'm. What it is is like, I I keep seeing flashes of Michael Myers' silhouette, which is very iconic. He's just man holding a kitchen knife, and his head kind of tilts to the left or the right. He always looks like he's kind of studying what he's about to kill. So my uh, my dreams my nightmare starts with me for some reason at a shopping center. I think it was like Safeway, which is out here. I don't know if it's out in Jersey, but we have Safeway. I think there are mattering of them, but they're not like everywhere. But you know what I'm talking about. Just your typical grocery yes. store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm there and there's a whole crowd of people and we find out there's a writer who wrote the movie of Halloween, the the new one, or had co-wrote it, who had like done some extra like origin background to it. So in the beginning of my nightmare, I'm playing myself. I am me. 
and I I stumble upon this. And I'm like, oh my god, the writer, one of the writers of Halloween 2018 is going to be in Safeway, and like there's security guards, and like this writer had like told like, oh no, I want to shop in peace, kick everyone out, and then I'll come out and sign autographs. It was it was such a bizarre dream because like in my dream she was like the writer or director of whoever did Room, not the Room, but Room with Brie Larson. Uh, okay. And I don't even know if Room was directed or written by a woman. So I, I have no – it's just all of a sudden like that's where my mind went. And she was pregnant. She was like heavily pregnant, which was also another throwback because in my dream, she like won uh, – when she won her award for Room or whatever, if that even happened, she was pregnant on stage. I'm like, I don't think that's ever happened where someone's pregnant getting their award. Although I think Natalie Portman did actually. You want to um, – yeah, she got her Oscar when she was pregnant. Do you want well, what? You want to know who wrote and directed Room? Because I've got it. Go for it. Director was Lenny Abrahamson, Abram Abramson, and then the writer is Emma Donahue. So it's okay, a woman I writer. It was a woman, but I don't know who Emma Donahue is. I just for some reason like thought it was a woman, but it, and then this this woman Emma Donahue or whoever was she, is she pregnant? Um, no, because I think she's gay. I think that's her wife. Oh. I mean, that doesn't mean she couldn't be pregnant, but she's not in that yeah, picture. Yeah, you can be gay and pregnant. Uh, okay, well, I don't see her. It's all right, whatever. So I I have no idea. So no, I just wouldn't know if that was her, because that would have been creepy if that actually was who you saw. Well, in my own fictional thing, it's just like a, a pregnant woman was co-writing Halloween, and she happened to write Room. So this is all my functional, fictional, I'm calling it my own functional uh, history, because it's so fucked up and fictional. What? I was going to say, that's appropriate. Yeah, it was my own functional interpretation. Um, so I somehow, like, raised my hand, asked the security guard, like, can I come in? And I, I think Steph was in my dream with me. So we go in, and we go to the fucking, like, and like the security guard is like, yeah, you guys can go in. And the whole crowd is like, why do they get to go in? And then, like, because we asked. You'd be surprised what you can get if you just asked. So we go in. And I find the fucking writer. Is she shopping? So we go into the store, and since me and Steph, we go into the store, and we find the writer. The she's heavily pregnant. She's got her shopping cart, and she and we go up to her, and I kind of like say, "So I hear you wrote, you co-wrote Halloween." Like she says, "Yeah," and she's like, she's like grabbing fucking cans of, of stuff and like putting her cart, just kind of like not even like aware I'm talking to her. And I said, "So." um can you give me any details about it? She's like, well, I, I wrote like I was the main writer. I was, I was a co-writer and I basically just filled in like an origin story and uh, did some uh, flashback shit and a couple scenes. I said, Oh, well, can you, can you expand on that? And she said, well, okay, there's a doll. And I was like, there's a doll. She's like, there's a doll. And she walks away and I'm just, I, in my dream, I just kept looking at Steph. I'm like, Steph, there's a doll. There's a doll. What are we going to do? There's a fucking doll. Already the night, the, the dream is turning creepy. Just me repeating, there's a doll. Right. There's a fucking doll. So then... Is that more like it, Annabelle than it does Halloween? The doll, as it turns out, is insignificant. But I think it was inspired by Chucky and Annabelle. But it was more like a cursed doll kind of thing. Right. So what we find, what in my nightmare, I interpreted that as that was... Michael Myers's six-year-old doll. When he was six years old, he had a doll. 
And so he's still alive and moving around, but somehow he has infected this doll. So, so even like though Chucky, he's because still- isn't Chucky? I, I don't watch these things. You know, I'm not a fan. But like, right? The- if you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered, offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing. That's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. That time you got home from a week of double shifts and your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up at CareerBuilder. You can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at careerbuilder.com. The, the thing I do know about Chucky is it's like the spirit of some like serial killer and habits the he, doll, right? Yeah, he, he transfers his soul into a doll. But so, that's not what happens in this. Okay. What it is, Michael is like, think of it like Michael Myers as like, like a virus. And he touches something, and then now they're infected, even though he's still alive walking around. Okay. So the doll is not up around, moving around, and talking like Chucky or even Annabelle. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a doll that's it's now corrupted, even though it doesn't do anything. So then some kid picks it up. Now they have Michael in their in their mind. He's he's sort of thinking thoughts to them, and they're like. It's not like they're all of a sudden zomb- like mindless zombies. They're still able to walk around and do their shit, but then all of a sudden Michael would say, you know what, jump off the bill, jump off that building or kill that person without saying it word for word. So like a fucking plague, people get slowly infected and they go out through their day- day-to-day routine and Michael can control them anytime he wants. So my nightmare was Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, for some reason is at a concert. And she goes backstage and the, it goes like into a tunnel and she sees all these factory workers and all these guys and they're having coffee like, hey, Jim, how are you? And, oh, I'm good, Frank. What's going on with you? And and then like they all stop and you, you the podcasters, the listeners can't see me, but they do that. They do this fucking thing. It's absolutely creepy. And it's one of the things that terrifies me in a horror film when something stops what they're doing. And slowly turns to look at the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. did on camera for CJ to watch, and or, or if it's like a out. doll, or if it's like a doll, it's just like, yep. And then looks back. That yeah, shit creepy. creeps me out above all. So all of a sudden, these people are working, and and Lori is just me is walking through, and they're like, oh yeah. So I, I did you watch that Red Star? And they stop and turn and look at her, and just stare at her, and then tilt their head. So they're all Michael Myers doing the whole like. I found you, Lori, and they do the head tilt thing. Then my 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 because my mind works like a movie is how I interpret it. It jumps to another scene, which is these two kids, like these fifteen year old boys, they're um, on their dirt bikes uh, and they're on a fucking. Uh, I think my they I transport them onto my property in Sonoma, my farm the that farm, I talked about okay. earlier. 
very, very woodsy, very hilly, very uh, middle of nowhere. Like, there's no civilization. I mean, we have neighbors and shit, but it's very country, rock, foresty, cliff kind of shit. Um, so somehow we're there or whatever. And then the two guys, like, they stop and they sit down to look at the sunset at the edge of a cliff. And then one of them just turns to look at the other one, pulls out a knife and stabs him in the throat, throws him off. Throws him off and then jumps, like, swan dives off the cliff. So, so just does a murder-suicide for no reason. And you can see that, like, Michael is slowly infecting the world. And then the nightmare ends, because I'm, I'm going on and on, but I'm going to end the nightmare. This is when I woke up. I woke up to a POV of Lori, myself, whatever, uh, looking... <laughs> outside and it's dark but there's street lamps so you can see silhouettes of people okay and she's she's in her house and she looks like the camera is her pov so the camera goes out looks outside the door and sees this wide street with street lights and you see michael myers standing and he's just standing like like a hundred yards away but he's looking at you and you're looking at him and then in my dream i can hear my breathing like I'm, 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 uh, I'm breathing really quickly. I'm like, Panting. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got palpitations and my heart's racing. So I'm going, <clears throat> not doing that. I'm not coughing. I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> and then the camera pans to back inside the, my room and then pans outside the door outside. And then you see like a couple other people. And they're all sort of staring out. They're all sort of scattered. And my breathing gets more erratic. And I go back to looking inside my house. I look outside again. And I see a whole fucking army. I think I froze. No. The camera froze on my end. But okay. Um, no. So it does a whole. You see a whole fucking mob of Michael Myers possessed people. And Michael Myers is in the front. And they're all doing the head tilt thing. And they're all like to slowly start walking towards me. And that's when I wake up. I wake up to Steph coughing her lungs out. And I'm like, I will get the fuck up and I will walk my dog right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, we can't put this episode out. We can't put it out. Why? That's a million dollar idea right there. That's a movie. We need to shoot that fucking movie. Fuck telling the story. We need to shoot that movie. <laughs> I would see that movie, and I don't like those kinds of movies. I don't see. I don't know where the fuck that came from. I could see some inspiration because I think one of the things that like scares me and Steph ultimately, we talked about this, is um, brainwashing because that shit could easily happen. Now possession that can't happen, but brainwashing, especially in this day and age. That shit terrifies the fuck out of me because having an idea is one thing, but having faith that you 100% believe and trust and will kill and die for, that is terrifying. Absolutely. So, but I don't know if that's necessarily brainwashing, but I get your, I get your fear. I, I would argue that, you know, something like, you know, whatever, no disrespect to actually, you know what? I'm not even going to not say that. Trump, <laughs> Trump supporters, oh, like totally, hardcore, yeah, hardcore Trump supporters who are given the facts and given the evidence and just for one hundred percent say no, I believe in Trump. 
I view them as being brainwashed. Oh, they, they're, yeah. I also there's, view... a, there's a lot of brain, dude. There's a lot of brainwashing that actually happens. Like, I'm not trying to freak you the fuck out or nothing, but it happens. Yeah. Like, seriously, I. Where was I? Um. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I was out at Walmart, and I hate Walmart, but I was there for reasons I can't get into on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I was at Walmart, and we were in the market for a new Keurig. We need a new Keurig. Right. Um, I know you're a coffee aficionado, and that's probably like blasphemy to use a Keurig, but whatever. No, I've I've done Keurigs plenty, so don't worry. Okay. So, but we're in the market for a new Keurig, and I'm also a tech fucking freak, so I'm looking for like the biggest and baddest with like the 12-inch touchscreen and, you know, the whole whole bit, Um, (coughs) which they don't have, but you get the idea. Like, I'm looking for just like tech crazy Keurig um, looking at the Keurig I come home and I go online actually no I don't think I was home yet I might have gone on my phone and there's fucking ads on the things I'm looking at for Keurigs I had not looked for a Keurig online to that point okay no the point is there were ads all over everything I looked at for Keurigs Eight oh you're talking, you're talking about all of a sudden like Okay, I should say, like, Facebook just read your thoughts, that kind of shit? Well, basically, yeah. Or it, I went as far as to say that, like, because I think I had my phone out looking at something else when I was standing near the Keurig, and it's like the camera saw the Keurig. Yeah. And then transmitted that information to whomever, you know? I, like, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I, that's... Like, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, and and people have admitted, people meaning like people at Twitter and whatnot, that they do have an algorithm that if you start looking for things like like Black Panther, the movie, that you're going to see, you know, Marvel shit and whatever. You know what I mean? So they admit they do that stuff, but the fact that I had not looked up Keurig online as of yet, yeah, that was kind of scary. That's that's pretty scary. I'm... I, but I mean, like, like Trump is one thing. Imagine if, like, a strip serial killer, oh yeah, who like, who did not deny, like I, like, like we all know I'm a serial killer. I kill people. You just haven't caught me. And he just gets a whole like nation of followers. Well, I mean, think about it, Charles Manson. Think about Charles Manson now. If we had started what he did in the '60s now. Because his thing, now we both we all both know, and everyone listening should know, he's passed on. What, like six months ago at this point? I, think I would call him passed on. I say he was fucking. I think I'd say he's dead. He should be. All right. Passed well, on a- sounds sounds like oh well, he passed on. No, Charles Manson fucking died. He should have died years ago. All right. Good. Uh, the point is, he's not living. Um, but he up until his death proclaimed his innocence because. And this is true. This is proven, written fact. He never shot, stabbed, or anything. He didn't do it. He convinced all these fucking people around him to to do it. Now, he went to jail as the mastermind, as he should have. So I'm not saying he wasn't guilty of something, but the point is he never did that. Can you imagine if he had the reach of Facebook or Twitter or social? That's my point. Yeah. Like, you know, you and that that's to your point about a serial killer. Like, I mean, you get someone like Charles Manson or David Koresh or one of those guys to have that kind of reach. I it's it's hard, man, because 
I, I, I try to look at this world as like, you know, we are good people and we, we just have some bad eggs, but I honestly, like I, I have a faith in humanity, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in humanity because for every Barack Obama, there's a Donald Trump for every, you know, for every cop who saves a kitten and, and actually saves the family and risks his life, there are cops that will get trigger happy and shoot a black guy walking around his backyard. Right. No. You know? been- yeah, there's good and bad people everywhere, but at the same time, it's like I don't have a whole lot of faith in humanity anymore. I, I have not, especially during this last election. Yeah. I I have lost a lot of faith, uh, but I've also gained a lot of faith for the opposing side. Like sure. you know the the Me Too movement. The uh, all the kids that are rising up against guns. I mean, the best thing about this election is it shows the worst of people and the best of people. And that's the greatest thing is that even certain Republicans are like, we don't even fucking like Trump. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, so you brought up something that we probably should have brought up. We're recording this Sunday after the shooting in Texas. Thoughts and condolences to all the family and friends and anyone affected by that. Um, horrific bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I even feel bad saying my thoughts and condolences. I mean, I'm not going to say my thoughts and prayers because that's a do shit. But we, we are definitely and in, in, uh, we're we are with you. We we that's feel my bad. Point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you. but I actually I I asked my dad this, which was I wanted his opinion, and he really didn't give me an answer. But I'll ask your I'll ask your uh, your opinion, please. Um. The kid who shot up the school recently. Yeah. It's hard the to one, the one in Texas. Is that the one? The one okay. Yeah, yep. Santa Fe. Um, he got his, he stole the gun from his father. Yep. And was it gun or guns? Was it plural? I, that I, I honestly do not know. I have not heard either way. So his father was very much a Second Amendment-like person and very much pro-Trump and very pro-NRA and very pro-conservative and Republican. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing probably very pro-Christian. And, you know, because they all go hand-in-hand, Republican, Christian, gun nut. Generally speaking, yeah, there's exceptions. But, yeah, generally speaking. So... Should the father go to jail? Well, okay. So I'm glad you asked that question because, all right, um, I'm prefaced what I'm about to say with I watch a lot of Bill Maher, Real Time with Bill Maher. I love that show. It's the primary source of my, I guess, my news. I mean, like I I have other sources. I watch MSNBC and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, that's where I get my news. One of the people on the panel said that he lost that the father should be uh, prosecuted because he didn't protect his gun. Like it's his job as a gun owner to make sure it does not get into the hands of someone who's going to use it badly, whether it be his son and nothing to do with the fact that it was his kid. It was, it was, if I got his gun and shot somebody and <coughs> killed them, that they, he should be prosecuted for not having his gun secured. And, I agree with that. So whether it was his son or me or you or Joe Schmo walking down the street, if they got this guy's gun and killed somebody, the person who pulled the trigger should definitely be 
um, prosecuted, prosecuted, no doubt about it. But he should also be prosecuted if, and it's a if, and that's important, that he did not properly secure the gun. I see what you're saying. I don't think he should be punished for. I mean, you could probably you could put a gun in a safe, and someone could crack the safe. Well, you shouldn't go to jail because someone broke into a safe. Okay, but, but see that. Should... Wait, I'll let you finish your point. I don't mean to interrupt you, but to me, that's probably securing the gun. So if he put it in a safe and someone breaks into the safe, that's one thing. So you do an investigation, just like anything else. Right, but if he left it, if he just had a gun in his closet. That that was that was that's Ill, that's uh, ill advised and 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 stupid, and he should he should learn a lesson. He should uh, serve a full term sentence like the shooter well, a, itself. Yeah, not a murder oh, sentence, but him. like an he accessory, needs... an accessory to murder. He's an accessory to yeah. murder. Yeah, but I would say that especially because it is his son, the son was it, it starts at home. The totally. son didn't learn bigotry. And hatred, and how to fire a gun, and where to find a gun, and how to, and how to kill people as efficiently as he did without someone like his father. Sure. And that's sure. where I'm saying, like, yeah, the kid stole his gun, and he should, the father should be uh, given shit for that, and possibly go to jail for that. But the father should go to jail for raising his son with improperly teaching him how to respect a weapon. Well. That's and been, basically been, giving him the okay that, like... Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and kill someone. Well, but see, that's... and and I mean, while I get your point, and yes, you're right, it does start at home, but just because... Let's... I don't know anything about this father. I know nothing about him, but let's say... This is pure speculation. Right. And I just want to say that, though. Like, I'm not... This is pure speculation, like you said. If he's not saying to the kid, you know, these people need to die, and this, that, and the third, but he does show him how to fire a weapon responsibly. Like, like I know people that have guns that teach their kids responsibly how to use a gun, but they're also not, you know, idealistic bigots, so that person's not going to go then take their father's gun and go shoot down a high school. You know what I'm saying? So, my point... I, I agree with that. And my point is that if if he's not even if he's a Trump supporter, it doesn't necessarily mean that he is a bad or evil person. Like a lot of them are not good people, but I know some, and I know they're good people. They just don't. They and I don't even know that they're Trump supporters, but they were anti-Hillary. If you want to talk election, so the choice Which means was they're anti-woman. Well, that's a whole nother thing. The issues that I know they had with her had nothing to do with her being a woman. I'm not going to... Look, I voted for Bernie. Until it got to her, it was like when it was down there, Trump and her, I voted Bernie. I wanted Bernie. I'm not going to lie. That's who I was going for. When Absolutely. I voted out, for Bernie. Okay, so when Bernie was out, I won Hillary. Uh, but, yeah. But to be fair... I, 
to be fair, I didn't want a woman president following Obama. Had nothing to do with Hillary or the fact that it's a woman in the sense that I don't think a woman should run the country. I'm all for a woman president. But you saw what Congress and the Senate and all them did for eight years trying to just stop everything he was trying to accomplish. And I thought we're just in for eight, four to eight more years of the same. We needed something more, I hate to use the word, but traditional to kind of reset things. Now, we didn't get that because we got Orange 45, but, you know, we... Captain Cheeto face. Yeah, I mean, we have what we have, and it, it is what it, it is. But yeah. I didn't want Hillary for that reason alone. If there was a spacer between Obama and Hillary, I was all for it. So it had nothing to do with a woman. It had to do with the fact that nothing was going to get done because they were going to be fighting her because she was a woman. I agree with that. You know, and also um, she was a Clinton. She no, is a Clinton. That too, so right, and that's the other thing. Like, and I like Bill. I didn't at the time be he was uh, in yeah. office. I didn't like him when he was in the office because I was young and stupid and didn't know any better. But as I came yeah. into my own and got smarter, I realized he was one of probably one of the better presidents we've had. All right, so he got a blowjob in the White House eating a pizza and smoking a cigar. Fuck it, who cares? Yes, it's adultery and that's not great, but shit. Yeah. Look what Kennedy did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they always forget to bring that up. Like, Kennedy was fucking Marilyn Monroe. Everyone was fucking Marilyn Monroe. Everybody was fucking Kennedy. He was fucking like six at a time. Dude, I know so much about this. Like, if you want to go deep cuts, like, Kennedy was fucking the same woman that the mo- like a mafia member was fucking. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point. And I, and I, I don't know if I want to go deep cuts today. We can do one, but I don't know about we today. Can, we can yeah. do a whole, like, Kennedy thing at some yeah, point. But, but uh, you know, like, the... The point is that, like, he's not the first president that I'm sure has cheated or done something sexual in the White House. He's the first one that maybe got caught. But, you know, so bad. But, you know, and and yes, and that put a taint, no pun intended, on the Clinton name. But, you know, (laughs) it... I don't know. I, it was just bad timing on her part. You know what I'm saying? That's all. The, the running, when she was running, it would have been bad timing. But I certainly I, didn't I want Orange 45. Not at all. I didn't want this guy. I was begging people. And I would talk to people and be like, look. Because I knew people that were like, I don't like Trump, but I hate her more, so I'm going to vote for him. And I'm like, no. Don't. Just don't do that. Don't vote at all. You know? But... Yeah. Well, that, that yeah. was the most frustrating thing. Was like, like you said, people were like, they're like, well, she's the lesser of two evils. Really? Is she? No. She's not that bad. I mean, she predicted everything that is happening right now. Yep. Yep. Like, I mean, you want to talk about like Clintons versus the Trumps. Clinton got a fucking blowjob for free. I mean, yeah, he probably wielded his power. Sure. You know, being president and all. Sure. But, like, Trump is, like, Stormy claiming, Daniels. like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm the best, you know, deal maker ever. Nobody makes deals better than me. And, like, yeah, okay, you made a deal, but you had to pay $130,000 to pay a porn star to have sex with you. No, to shut her up. The 130 was to shut her up. He tried to he, pay her for the sex, and she didn't take that. But she took the 130 to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that so, came out this he, week. They, they, that part of the story came out this week. He offered her money that night, not to shut yeah. her up 
pre-sex he offered her money, and she said no, slept with him anyway, because, I mean, not nothing against her, but she's a porn star, so that's what she does. And then, yeah. and then Trump, being Trump, was like, oh shit, I can't let this get out. I'm going to pay you $130,000 or whatever it was to shut the fuck up. And she went, okay. You know, so it... it, it oh, and here's, here's the, here's the we're thing. We're wasting our breath about this douchebag. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Are we at all surprised? Were oh, we I'm at not. all surprised? I'm not. You got you to remember something. Hold on a second. And this goes back to a little thing we've been doing on Twitter that's been fun. I'm New Jersey. On New Jersey. I'm South New Jersey. And that's where all his fucking property is. And they're all shutting down. The Taj Mahal's gone. Trump, the Trump Tower Casino is gone. They're all gone. And it's not because he's president he's, and he's not supposed to have any businesses. They were shut down years ago because Atlantic City's going down the fucking toilet. But, right. um, yeah, he's been, I've been dealing with this douchebag my entire life. Every single thing that has come out, we're just not surprised. Like, remember with the uh, the eclipse? Oh, and you looked at it? <laughs> before anyone, before we had the eclipse, everyone's like, I bet he's going to be so stupid he's going to look at the fucking sun. And he fucking and, did it. And he fucking did it. How fucking stupid. You, and, like, you can hear people in the background be like, Mr. President, no, don't do that. Like, how fucking stupid do you have to be to look straight up at the eclipse when everyone says, don't do that? Like, and we, we were not all surprised. We're all like, he's, he's going to do that. He's 100% going to look up at the fucking eclipse. The thing I'll say... Well, all right, before I say that, the other thing that was funny... There's two things that were ironically funny, but not funny funny to me that I noticed. Um, one, have you seen the video of him trying to hold Melania's hand? Oh, yeah, she slaps it away. No, 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 no. It, okay, there's that one, too. I forgot about that one. But no, there's one she where... She does not want to touch him. No, right. Well, and but there's one where the uh, the president of France had come to visit the White House, and they're all standing up on a stage or podium area, whatever. It doesn't matter. And he does that thing that a, a lot of husbands will do to their wives when they're standing next to each other, where he, you kind of take your pinky and maybe your ring finger yes, and try. Yes. And and he tries like four or five times, and she's having none of it. You know. Um, there's that, you and know, then, wait, and then she was in the hospital this past week for, like, kidney failure or some shit. Melania was, and he didn't even go. Didn't address it, didn't do nothing. Like, it never happened. Well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, it is, I, I 100% believe Melania is desperately trying to avoid being with him. I, I think don't he's think fucking his daughter. I think she's been unhappy for years. I think also she probably has been abused. Oh, sure. But at the same time, she's also a horrible fucking person. Okay. Oh, why? I'm not arguing against it, but why? <laughs> because she was also right up there with the whole uh, birther movement, which Trump started. She was saying, like, Obama needs to show his birth certificate. Okay. And, and she's clearly an immigrant. And she's like, I'm an American citizen. Like, okay, yeah, you're an American citizen. Why can't he be an American citizen? And it's only doing that because he's black. You're only saying that because he's black. No, to totally. It but let me, let me throw a quick scenario at you. And if you still feel the way you do, I'm not going to give you shit about it. Because I'm not saying you're wrong. But think about it from this perspective, right? Okay. Like you said, she's an immigrant. She comes from yeah. a pretty shitty background. 
in terms of where she comes from and who she came from. I'm almost, and I, it's going to sound like I'm making a joke, but she's practically a mail-order bride for him. You know, if she fears, fears that she's going to go back, you think she's not going to say whatever he wants her to say? I think, no, the difference, because the difference is that she didn't find her in, uh, 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 where the fuck she's from, um, Slovenia. Slovenia, Slovenia, right, yeah, yeah. He didn't find her in Slovenia. She actually, I give her credit. See, this is where the term lesser of two evils applies. Okay. Because she is the lesser of the two evils. She, yes, we feel for her because she's probably abused. She is a victim and she's probably being forced to say shit she doesn't want to say. And she might be forced time, to stay. So, yeah, she, I mean, she probably, she's probably, Donald's probably threatening to take away like their son, like Baron's like education if she divorces him. Probably. So she's probably – I guarantee she's staying for Barrett. She does not give a fuck about Donald, but she gives a fuck about her son. But, like, she made her way, you know, growing – I mean, we don't know what Slovenia is like. We don't know if it's if it's a rampant poor country, but we we, we can assume that it, it's not – I mean, I'm not going to call it shithole. I'm not going to quote our president. No. But no. – but, we can assume, but I, from what I, because I've done some research, she speaks like five fucking languages. Well, they, okay, but to be fair, because I know some people from Europe, if you live in that European continent, which Slovenia is like on the eastern portion of, but it's still part of that continent, you generally speak multiple languages because sure. you have to. But Trump can barely speak fucking English. Is well, my no, point. but that's my point. You know, like. Like she, but I'm, I, so I'm, I'm saying she worked her way up because she became a model yeah. and like moved out of Slovenia, like moved to Rome and shit, and be like was like a model, yeah. like a legit model. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Do and then think, he found her. Do you ever think we'd long for the days of W? Yes and no, um, because <laughs> w, w looks pretty fucking good right now, but That's W is point. also a terrible president too. I know. I agree, but I'd rather have him back. I would not rather have him back because he was just as stupid well, and just as bumbling. But the worst thing he, was he had the experience. At least he listened to, to briefings and read shit. I mean, come on. By by super ultra conservative. I mean, we are in a war still from Bush. Oh yeah. No, no. I'm not. Look, I'm not. No, look. I I am like like I look at Donald Trump and I look at George W. Bush like. Donald Trump is an incompetent fuck-up because he had no experience being a politician, and he had no experience talking to the community. Whereas George W. Bush was a terrible president, and he still had political experience, as well as still had... He was charming. Like, George W. Bush is a very charming guy. Do you see him dancing at, I think it's Rosa Parks' funeral or something? Was it No, or was it Nancy Reagan's? When Nancy Reagan died... It's because Obama's still in office and they're at the funeral and they're up on like a like a stage, I think, or it's like the front of the church, like the near the pulpit or whatever. And from right to left, it's Obama, um, (coughs) Michelle. No, no, no. It's Obama, Michelle, W and Barbara and then somebody else, but not in the Clintons. It's just like four or five people. And. They start singing a church hymn, and I forget which one it is. And I know you're not very religious, but it's it it's a little I'm more. Not all religious. What's that? 
I'm not all religious. No, I know that. Um, I think it's like on Angel's Wings. It's like one of the ones that it's still sad, but it's a little more uplifting than like Amazing Grace. Because I'm sure you know some of these songs, even if you don't, you know. Okay. Sure. Okay. And But it's a moment where you're supposed to still be kind of somber. And W sure. is bobbing his head uh. and swinging his arms. And he's holding on Michelle's hand because they're all holding hands. So Michelle's hand, arms now swinging. He's got Barbara. <laughs> yeah. No, not that extreme. But yeah, like it's look it up online. It's fucking like what? Well, I think that's because uh, W has some serious like crush on Michelle. Well, I don't think it's just that. You know what it is? They say, and I'm I'm jumping all over the place, but they say that when you do drugs hardcore long term, your brain power stops at whatever age you are. Right? They say that. That's so, true. You know, if... And he had a major coke problem for years. That's documented. I'm not accusing him of anything. No, no, no. He definitely, he definitely loved to party. He definitely loved the Peruvian... He he, de- he loved the double standard. Right. So the point is that his brain might be about twenty years behind him. I don't know. You know, like I don't know how long he was using, but shit. Yeah. So no, I'm not. I do not miss W that much. I miss Obama more than anything. Oh, so do I. But if I had a choice over W over over Orange Forty Five, I'm gonna take W. Not by much, but I'm gonna take W. <sighs> I mean, shit, Nixon's starting to look pretty good. Yeah. So, let's get uh, on that. <laughs> Happy time. What do, I, my question is, what the fuck are we going to call this episode? Because we are all over the place. We're we'll talking figure about, it out like, later. sickness. We're talking about Halloween horror shit. We're talking about nightmares. We're talking about politics. Like, what the fuck? Is, this is just like... Well, We're let's... just going to call this, like, episode four, because we don't know what the fuck to call it. <laughs> Uh, I'll, fi- I'll figure it out. Let's swing it back around for a minute. Um, because you did mention we talked about a Halloween, and it, and you mentioned John Cop- John Carpenter, um, and it yeah. actually made me look up his um, movie credits because I think he makes one of my f- he actually makes three of my favorite movies. And I'm gonna guess them. And none of them. Well, I'll give you one one hint. None of them are horror movies. Does that include sci-fi horror? Um, I'm going to say no, because I think I know you might know my guesses. So I'm going to say no, just so that you can possibly get them right. All right. Uh, Escape from New York. That's one. And this is not in a particular order, but yeah, that's one of them. Uh, I'm going to go Big Trouble Little China. Yep. And then. Okay. There's this should two be obvious. more. This should be obvious, though, based on your first two guesses. But. This could go either way. Okay. Because there's Escape from L.A. Right. And then there's also uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah, no. It's L.A. Okay. That's what I figured. Yeah. So I was like, it's one or the other. Because if you haven't seen Halloween, Halloween would be up there for your... Yeah, no. It's, uh, so you got them right. It's it's Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., and Big Trouble in Little China. And if I was going to put them in, in, in any kind of an order... From favorite to least favorite, and I'm sure you're going to crucify me for this. It would probably be Big Trouble, Escape from L.A., Escape from New York. Honestly, I, I, it's been so many years since I've seen the three of them that I need to like rewatch them because I think I saw them when I was like a kid and I was at someone else's house and like I wasn't even really fully watching it. But like honestly, if you watch the first Halloween, I guarantee that'll be on your list. See, but I don't like those movies. Like I, I remember, 
I remember watching Gothica about 15 years ago, and that creeped me the fuck out. Like, I was really creeped out for, like, three days. It's not even close to... It's, it's Gothica is very much jump scare, like, am I going insane kind of shit. Well, Whereas yeah. Halloween is suspenseful. I mean, kids are dying, but it's not like... It's, H2O you know, wasn't bad. Like, I, I went into that really fearful of being, like, creeped out, and I came out of it going, ah, okay. I actually legit liked H2O because I legit love the original. And, like, I mean, I, I like them all. I mean, even the bad ones I fucking like, but there's one some I love more than others. Uh, but H2O... I, I thought it was a I thought it was a very great sequel, but now even Lord now even Jamie Lee Curtis is like, oh yeah, the one we did H two O that's this is a piece of shit compared to the one we're doing right now. And I'm like, that's that's, that's high praise, man. Yeah, what is it saying that we've gotten zero requests for anything on Twitter or? I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 right. With, I'm I'm looking on Twitter as well, and I'm like, where the fuck are you people? Yeah, because you know that string of people were a part of, and it. I mean, I woke up yesterday to like forty-eight notifications. I'll move on what? to another topic. One of the things that we I think we're gonna do from time to time is circle back to an episode that we've talked about before, where if new information or just you know thoughts have come up from conversations that we've had, so. Um, hopefully most of you have listened to the MCU episode I know called MC Skewed and the subsequent Infinity War episode. Um, no spoilers on the Infinity War and what I'm about to talk about, but for the rest of the MCU, there's two things we did not talk about in... Well, one thing we didn't talk about and one thing I realized after the conversation. So one of the things that we didn't talk about was... And we did reference how the movies seem to tie back and forth with one another. But one of the ones that jumped out at me, and it took subsequent watchings of this movie for me to catch it. But in Doctor Strange, they reference Iron Man 2, but they don't talk about Tony. It's not a Tony reference or a War Machine reference or even the Expo or one of the big things that you would expect them to be talking about, like Whiplash or Monaco or any of that stuff. Yeah. It's it's when Doctor Strange is driving his car, and we did talk about that, but we're driving the car, and you said, don't drive and text kids, which still good advice. Uh -huh. Yeah. But he's talking to whoever he's talking to about it, what his next case is going to be, and one of the cases is... I don't remember exactly the verb, the verbiage, the words, but he says, soldier with a spinal dislocation or fracture due to an accident with a iron suit or a, right. a training suit. And that's a direct re reference to if you're watching in Iron Man 2 when they're in the Senate and Tony takes over the, the screens... And yeah. he shows the thing from Hammer's test trials of the Iron Man suit, and the guy spins completely around, though the upper half of him does. Yeah. And you hear him scream. <coughs> yeah. I, that's what I think the ref, that's what I think it's referencing. Oh, I totally, I, I don't even think it. I'm, I'm willing to, to stake things on, like, I'd bet money on that. Well, there was a lot of confusion because people thought it was, uh, Rhodes. 
because Doctor Strange was released after Civil War. In Civil War, uh, Jay's Rhodes was paralyzed. Yeah, I guess it could be, couldn't it? But I, I still think it's the hammer thing. No, it, it is the hammer thing because the timeline is, is all out of whack. But uh, that's the thing is that Marvel's got their timeline <laughs> perfect and also fucked up a couple times. Because I yeah. think I mentioned this in the uh, the MCU, the MCU skewed um, uh, episode. You don't like is, that title, dude. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. Uh, but it's, it's okay. Why? Uh, I just because I like mine more. I don't know. I don't think I. You, did you tell me a title? I said MC Screwed. Oh, yeah, yeah that would have worked too. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. Uh, you get one, I get one. You get one, I get one. We're using you, you get to figure out this fucking one. You get to figure out the title for this fucking one. And we used yours <laughs> for the Infinity War. Yeah. Um, so. At one point in uh, Winter Soldier, they kid they they abduct the fucking guy. Um, they got one of those. They abduct one of the uh, guys who uh, is a Hydra agent in uh, in secret. Uh, Sidwell, Agent Jasper Sidwell, and they like they basically uh, scare him into revealing that they've been following. Uh, Threats, potential threats, like Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And they talk. They talk about Doctor Strange. They say Stephen Strange. And my argument was, why the fuck is Stephen Strange a threat to Hydra when, he, at the time, he was just a doctor? Right. So it was a nice little nod you did, for you Marvel that. to be like, you know, hey, we're we mentioned Stephen Strange, and the Marvel. Fucking the guys like us are like, oh my god, Stephen Cage, and then we're like, wait, that makes no bit of fucking sense. Well, you know, here's the thing, and I heard this after we recorded the episode. One of the things I just heard was, um, because you had brought this up during the talk about the Infinity War, and I'm gonna try to go do this part spoiler free because I know we normally say, hey, we're warning as spoilers, but this part I'm gonna try to do spoiler free. Okay. So. You had put out some theories about what they should do with Ant-Man and Wasp based on what happens in Infinity War, specifically with the end, and that's about as extent as I'm going to say it because right. of trying to be spoiler-free in this instance. But I found out, and you may have heard this, Ant-Man and the Wasp actually takes place prior to Infinity War. So it's that space between, I guess, Black Panther and Infinity War. Is where that movie's um, going to take place. Okay. I I could see that. Well, so you're saying it's right after um, Cap breaks him out of jail? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically picks up there, but pre Infinity War. Like I don't think it ever uh, hits the Infinity War time. Like it gaps out. I I could see that. So he is it's when he's broken out uh, of the raft, I think is what it's called, by Cap. I think so, so yeah. So at, at the same time, because we don't know what happened to Hawkeye. All we know is uh, – this is – all right, this is a mild spoiler for Infinity War. Hawkeye and, and Ant-Man do not show up. Yeah, but, that's fine. But you kind of already you, – you, uh, you especially suspected Hawkeye was going to show up because they talk about Hawkeye showing up and he never shows up, which makes me think – there he's going to show up in, in Avengers four, but um, well he's on the he's on the list in according to IMDb. So yeah, but he was also heavily rumored to be playing um, Ronan in uh, Avengers three. 
Ronan is the mantle, is the character he takes on. He's like sort of like think of it like like yeah, but there already was a, a Ronan. What? There already was a Ronan. But he takes on the Ronan mantle. The the Cree mantle? No, the he no not Ronan the accuser like R O N I N not R O N A N. Okay, okay. Ronan, uh, Ronan, I think is more of a uh, samurai term. The the one with the eye, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he is going to take on the, which is basically imagine like a ninja and Hawkeye combined. That's so he's like fucking in, badass. He's in like all black, like like ninja armor kind of thing, and he does a bow and arrow. So, well, yeah. So anyway, but to your point from the from the episode, it looks like they found a way to deal with what happens in Infinity War and still give us a full Ant-Man and Wasp movie. So, yeah. we'll see what happens there. Um, we both know Captain Marvel's coming out after that, pre-Avengers 4. Um, so, we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm sure... And we'll yeah. see what happens with Venom. That's the other thing. Is Venom... If We'll see if Venom is, is officially with this MCU or if it's I, not. I don't think it is. I think it's like Deadpool. Deadpool's but not I, part of this MCU. But, well, Deadpool's not part of the MCU, but Deadpool can break the fourth wall. Yeah. But that's, Venom, Venom can't. But I keep hearing reports that Tom Holland is in Venom. Well, just because he makes an appearance doesn't necessarily mean it has to be part of the MCU or story arc. Well, because Sony officially owns Spider-Man. No, I know so they, that, yeah. They, they can use him if they want for their right. own separate universe. Right. But Which I also is what don't I think they're how, doing. It's, it's, honestly, they need to just stop saying, no, this is mine, and you can borrow it. They need to be like, look, let's work together, use each other's characters. We'll both use each other's characters correctly, <laughs> and all the fans will be grateful for it. Well, I think that's kind of what they are doing with Spider-Man. It's not like what's going on with the Hulk or Universal. They're just throwing the middle finger up to Universal and using them. Because but, yeah. they're doing that with Spider-Man, but at the same time, now the now Marvel or Disney is being like, well, now we could have access to Venom, we could have access to Carnage, we could have access to all of Spider-Man's villains, which Spider-Man's villains are is just as rampant and just as <laughs> prolific as, like, say, Batman's yep. rogue gallery. Yep, I would agree. You know, you know, so. Now that they're gonna like, now that Sony's like, well, you can borrow Spider-Man for your Avengers movies and shit, but we want the villains to make our own villain like Sinister Six, um, you know, universe. But unfortunately, they have the right to do it. I think you're right; they shouldn't, but they can. And if they do, it won't be part of the MCU. It'll be its own standalone shit. But they'll also have the right to put Tom Holland slash Spider Man in that movie because they still technically own the rights. Marvel's basically right. renting them, them or renting yeah. Spider Man from them. They're le- he's they're leasing Spider Man. Well, yeah, that's a yeah, that's exactly it. You know, now I think, I think ultimately. They're going to have to give up those rights, but when and how, I don't know. So anyway, but that's that's a whole other debate because there's the whole rights and thing. We could talk about that for hours. But the other thing that I noticed after having our conversation, because, okay, full disclosure, a little peek behind the curtain of our show, I do all the edit- editing and uploading and all that stuff. And, and that's not meant in any way except just to state what happens. But Right. So I end up listening to our show 
four or five times easily. Although I I know from talking to you, you do it anyway, just because. Well, I do it. I do it after you give me the 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 edited Final version. Edit. Yeah. So I only I, like I honestly don't remember anything of what I said on the um of the Infinity War uh, episode because okay. one we were talking for four hours and also because I mean, we were I had slept. No, so, you were up for like thirty six hours at that point or something. Yeah. So I well I was up all night, but I and I just hadn't slept. Um. So. I don't remember what the fuck we talked about. So, and I still don't remember what the fuck we talked about until you sent me that episode. And then I can be like, oh, yeah, we did talk about that. You know, to your point, Rico, about Ronan, um, you mentioned in the episode, I don't know if it's in the Infinity War one or the MCU one. I'll have to go back and check myself. But you talked about how Cap's not wearing the Cap uniform. He kind of is. It's just all, like, painted black now. But it is, if you look at it close enough, you can still see, like, the star and where the stripes are. They're just not the colors. They're not the stars and stripes, they're, as you know. They're it. all blacked out. So, yeah, right. he's playing a character that is in the spirit of Nomad. Right. You were saying that in the episode, but I just wanted, you mentioned he's not wearing the uniform, and he kind of is. It's just not the way you would traditionally know it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really great how they're doing it because it's it's... It is Nomad, and it's not Nomad, which is right. very much like he has he, – he's – like I think even in the credits, he's listed as Steve Rogers and not as Captain America. That may be. That may be. I didn't – I was a little traumatized during the credits, so I don't remember. <laughs> um, the, uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, and this is spoilers for Ragnarok, is I went back – I went back and watched a couple of these movies since we did the inter- the not the interview, but the, the discussion. Um, Age of Ultron included, right? I watched Ultron. I watched Iron Man 3. And what else did I watch? First off, Iron Man 3, I didn't give it enough credit in the MCU conversation. Right? It's a better movie than I remembered. It's yeah, still, it's it's actually better than you than you realize. Yeah, it is. It, it it's it's still a bit of an outlier compared to the rest of them, but it's still better than I remember it, and and it deserves more credit than I gave it. Um, and it does fit better than I said in the episode. I I still think it's a little off the wall compared to say Iron Man two or Doctor Strange or Spider Man, but you get the idea. Yeah. So I just need to say that. Um, but during Ultron, there's the scene where the Scarlet Witch, while still working for Ultron, does the part when they're fighting Ulysses Claw, or however you say his name. And Ulysses Claw. I did, I did get it right. Okay, good. Um, during that time, she fucks with everybody's head and makes them see these different visions. Thor's yeah. vision... Well, at the time, if you've first seen Ultron, especially at the time it came out, you wouldn't know this, is very, very foreshadowing to what ultimately comes in during Ragnarok and the beginning of the Infinity War. Where, Absolutely. And, but, but you saw Ultron when it released, or not long after, right? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Okay, I did too, and... If you had said, I will give you a million dollars to me, if you can tell me that there's a scene in this movie that will directly 
tell you it's going to happen in Infinity War, I would have lost a million bucks. Because, okay, because that vision, when he's talking to Heimdall, is chillingly accurate. You just don't know it when you see it. I would argue I would argue that I would have won a million dollars, but not precisely. Because I think when Age of Ultron was being released, they had uh, Disney and Marvel had announced the upcoming films. Right, they announced their phases or whatever, yeah. And Thor was given the title Thor Ragnarok. So all I did was look up what Ragnarok meant, and it was the end of days for Norse mythology. So I already knew when I saw that when I saw that scene that it meant like the end of of Asgard, and it meant the end. I didn't I didn't interpret that as Hela or Thanos. I interpreted that as some shit's going to happen, and Thor is going to be either directly or indirectly responsible, or Heimdall is going to blame him. Okay. Okay. Well, then but you... I knew I knew shit was going to go down. Okay, but so you put more thought into it than I did. But well, because the title Ragnarok is a fucking weird title. I mean, you don't just accept that. You have to look it up. What the fuck is Ragnarok, and how do you spell it? Yeah, I kind of just accept it, but I get your point. Yeah. So um, I would have so, won a million dollars. So you win a million dollars. I don't. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Just so you know, I um, I looked up the um, uh, credits for Infinity War. Now, this is per IMDb, so I don't know if that's accurate to what rolls in the credit scroll at the but, end. They're usually pretty spot on. Usually, but just in case, I wanted to put that out there. Because this does say Steve Rogers slash Captain America. For, for Infinity for War? Sevens. Yeah. Okay. We have been given a topic. The lovely and sick Stephanie Guth has given us a topic. So, the topic like is, and it goes along with cheating. what we're talking about. What? I feel like it's kind of cheating since she's in the room, but okay. Well, it's cheating, but she at least tweeted it out. That's it's, fair. It's a, it's a cheat tweet. Cheat um, tweet. <laughs> She gave us the perfect subject to discuss, uh, which will probably not last that long, but it's also probably a nice way of ending the episode is a nice little thing for you listeners to think about and comment and uh, give us your uh, two cents on. The question is, what would you, what superpower would you want? How would you phrase it? What superpower would you want effective immediately? Well, yeah. And why? So, um, CJ, I pass that on to you. Oh, I'm going first. Oh, shit. You are going first, my um, friend. Oh. Because I already know mine. Does immortality count? Immortality? Yeah. Yeah, that's a superpower. Okay, then that's mine. Because I have such a high fear of death. I'd want to live forever. Like I, if, if vampires were real, I would take that life just to not die. I'm so not would kidding. I. So would it, I. But that's not my. That's not why I would choose. Um, I would. Choose. But oh, but why ahead. is it just because you yeah, just don't well, want to I mean, die? Yeah, that's a lot of it. I mean, you get some pretty cool powers with vampirism, so I guess that would be what I would take. So over. you'd want to be a vampire? Well, let's go with that just to make it a little more interesting of a conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's some downsides, but there's some pretty upsides, too. You get some incredible strength. You can basically get a limb chopped off, and it grows back. 
I, I, think, I think it'd be weird if an Italian, like for Italians to become vampires. Why? Can't eat garlic. Yeah. I can you can't look that. at the you can't look in the mirror. I'm not that vain. Italians pretty much are are pretty vain though. See here, and maybe this is something we need to make a topic on a different episode. You were born and raised Italian. I came into Italianism, if you will, because right, it's it's in my blood, but I didn't find that out till I was thirty three. <laughs> so I was born and raised German. You know. From a from a background, well, you're, kind of. you're Italian Greek, Italian Greek, a little bit of Polish, a little bit of English too, but yeah, Italian Greek's the the which large chunk, the, the large chunk, yeah. Um, my, I, I agree. We should definitely talk about our Italianism at some point. We'll call yeah. it the two wops. <laughs> I loved fucking with you on Twitter over the last two days. By the way, that's been so much fun. You still need to see a Sinatra fucking movie. Yeah, I saw one. Why are you so reluctant? I, you know what, dude? Like, I like some old movies, meaning like Godfather and those types of things. But generally, like those older movies, just don't do anything for me. It doesn't matter if it does it for you. If you had a movie that you would recommend, I would listen to it. You, you the whole point is that you should watch it to have a discussion. No, you're because, right. I can, I can do that. Because I can talk about Sinatra by myself, and like, who gives a shit? Like, I've already had people ask me, like, who would you rather fuck, Kevin Smith or Frank Sinatra? It's like, but I want someone to debate and talk about it with. All right, all right, all right. I'll I'll do my best. I can I can wax rhapsodic about the um, Rat Pack uh, impersonators thing I saw in Vegas like fifteen years ago. I would love to go see that if, if, if we're if we're going to Vegas for your bachelor party. I'd love to see that, but it's your bachelor party, so... No, if if I get my way, we're going to Penn and Teller. Oh, yeah, I hear Penn and Teller is supposed to be awesome. I would go see Penn and Teller. By the way, Teller spoke for the first time in public that I've ever been aware of. He has one line on the season finale of The Big Bang Theory. Really? Yep. It was crazy. I did not... like my Deb and I, because we watched that Foolish show. Have you seen that, or are you aware of it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we yeah. watched that, and we've seen Penn and Teller on other things. So when we saw Teller on the episode, we're like, holy crap, it's Teller. But but the mom, Kathy Bates, plays the mom that he's married to. Uh-huh. And she doesn't let him say a word. Like, every time someone asks him a question, she cuts that person off and answers for him. She's one of those people. The character, not right. Kathy, but the character. Right, right, right. And... But by the end of the episode, but so I turned to Deb when that was happening. I was like, okay, well, it's Teller. That's why they're doing that because you don't hear Teller talk. And then by the episode end, they ask him a question and he answers. You get one word out of Teller. It's kind of like you were talking about with Michael Myers earlier in this episode. Like, Well, you remind me of another movie. Did you ever see a movie, Silent Movie, with directed by Mel Brooks? No, I'm familiar with it, but I've never seen it. I mean, when I say familiar, like I know it exists, but that's about it. Do you, do you like Mel Brooks? I do. I do like Spaceballs, Robin of Men in Tights, History of the World, Part 1. So, Silent Movie is a silent movie about making a silent movie. So, it's set <laughs> during the 70s. Right. And it's filmed in the 70s. And it's all about how, like, it's Mel Brooks and uh, Dom DeLuise and Marty Feldman, the uh, Igor yeah. Uh, from from Young Fruits. And they 
are filmmakers and they're like, well, let's, how about we do something risky and we make the first silent movie in like 40 years. And as they're doing that, it's a silent film. So you don't hear any dialogue and you get the, you get the captions with the, with the words and everything. And it's very slapstick, very slapsticky. So it's a movie within a movie. Right. So, and the whole point is like, we're going to get the best stars, the biggest stars of this era to be in the movie. So the movie is them trying to find celebrities like Paul Newman, Liza Minnelli, uh, James Caan, um, uh, and so on and so forth, uh, and Bancroft, to try and get them in this movie at the same time that they're putting them in the movie. And at the same time, like, there's a rival fucking, like, industry that, like, doesn't want that to be made or something, so they're trying to stop that. But there's a part where they call Marcel Marceau. Yep. World famous French mime. He's yep. the one who did. He basically originated Michael Jackson's moonwalk. Okay. I don't think I knew that, but okay. Michael Jackson copied his walking against the wind uh, routine ah. as the moonwalk. Okay. And so they do this whole bit where they're on the phone. The phone is ringing. And it's in a little French... Um, a Parisian little um, little apartment, and the door opens, and the, the windows open. It's a gust of wind, and Marcel Marceau is trying to walk to the phone, and the wind keeps blowing him back, and this goes on for like five minutes. Finally, gets to the phone, and and answers, but doesn't say anything. And Mel Brooks says, "Hey, Marcel, how would you like to be in the first silent movie in forty years?" And then Marcel has the only speaking line of the film. He says, "None." No, in French. Right. So you take the world famous mime and let him say something. That's I, I funny. That, that is, I mean, the movie itself is great, but that is the probably the funniest bit, the funniest joke in that movie. Well, I want to get back to Steph's question, but real quick before we do that, I'm hearing great things about that silent horror film that's out right now. That um, what's his face did. Uh, uh, Krasinski. I want yeah, to yeah, see yeah. that shit. I I have no desire A to see it because. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm hearing nothing but good reviews. It's not something I would want to see, but I'm hearing nothing but good things. I am all for these like comedians making these horror films. Like, did you see Get Out? I have not. Deb has. I have not. Dude, you need to see Get Out. Yeah, it's I not. Keep... It's not even scary. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that, and uh, you know what? I do feel like I need to see it. I agree with you on that one. You watch Get Out, we could do a whole episode because I know so much backstory shit about it. Okay. So watch Get Out and then we can do an episode about that. So um, but back to my, Steph's question. Well, no, before you answer, I wanted to ask you something that's related to the question as opposed okay. to going off on this tangent. Okay. If I became vampiric, like I got that, I got the bite or whatever, you think it would cure my disability? Just based on the simple fact that they heal? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I didn't uh, know if it would, because okay, and I'm I'm using, um, shit. Uh, interview with a vampire is like a point of reference for what I'm about to say. They get better looking and they heal. But like Kirsten Dunn's character never gets older; she stays the same age. So, so my point, wait, before you answer, my point is, they stay at the point in which they become. Do you know what I'm saying? I think if you, like, for example, if you were missing a hand, okay, it would not grow back. Okay. But because you have a disease. Well, but I don't. I'm just kind of 
how do I describe it? My the way, and and we could do an episode on the disability if you want. I've got no problem with that. But the the long and short of it is, you know how your your brain has two hemispheres: left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. My yeah. right hemisphere is split again, so I've got like you can't say three hemispheres because that goes against the word, but I've got three sections. Right. So now, I think because vampires have uh, a wide range of telepathy, right? Control that their their brains are more advanced than humans. So I think yours not only will be cured but improved. Right, but you also said if the guy is missing a hand, he doesn't grow the hand back. Technically, he doesn't grow the hand back, but that's not that. That's that's a it's a because there's no. If it was burnt, if you had a hand that was disfigured and like he had, um, he had the uh, his his joints were frozen, then I think it would unfuse and he'd be able to use his hand. But I don't okay. think it would grow back a hand. But you're not missing a brain. No, it's just not fully formed, for lack of a better phrase. Then I think it'd be fully. All right. So ultimately, you think that because the brain's actually there, it would just kind of fuse back together where that slice is, and then I'd be back. To yeah, I think I think it would improve, and I think it would grow. Um, so what would well, what would what would your oh did you have something else you wanted to ask me? Okay. No. So what what is um what would yours be, and and why? The ability to talk to women. But you got staff. You don't need that ability. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no. What are you, my, Raj? My, my superpower that I would want would be to actually uh, to be able to be uh, I would call myself copycat. So I would be able to mimic and actually absorb powers and appearances of superheroes like Chameleon. It'd be Clayface. I'd be Clayface, I'd be Chameleon, I'd be I'd be whatever. So I if I were you know, I could absorb it's also a little bit of um, rogue in there. Yeah, so but she doesn't of, change form. But I get your point. Yeah, but she but she could suck the power yeah, and yeah, use yeah. that power back. Yeah. So I could theoretically take on the appearance and powers of Wolverine. I could take on the appearance and powers of Thor. Or or Clayface, or, or Joker, or whatever. Okay. So, I, I would want... Because I view that as me being an impressionist. Right. I view that as being the ultimate mimicry. Oh, totally. Totally. Hence, hence copycat. Yeah, there you go. Well, let me ask you this, in, in general, because I know I gave my answer, and I'm not going to change my answer. Well, I'm going to... See... I gave the answer. What's that? No, I'm not going to amend it because it would. It really is like a full 180 from what I said. But no, I and I'll stick with my answer because it's truthful. I have that fear, and if I can avoid dying by becoming a vampire, then shit, I would do that. I'm not going to lie. But is and and maybe we have to make this an episode in and of itself. But is what. Tony has, or conversely, Batman, a superpower? Um, I would argue Iron Man or Tony is more of a quote-unquote superhero than Batman. Based on how uh, he has, basically, he has the arc reactor, and that can basically make him, that can run his life for like three lifetimes. Okay. Because it's, 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 but it won't. It's, it, 
It ultimately won't. His body's still going to shut down. His body will still shut down, but he may live longer than normal. Um, Maybe. Not to mention he discovered a new element in, in Iron Man 2. Okay, but... and Look, we both love the MCU, and I'm not discrediting anyway, but I'm talking strictly from a character perspective. From a character that... perspective, you know... I, I call them superheroes because just calling being that tactical and being like, well, Batman's a hero. He's not a superhero. He's not super. You know, who... I don't no, know. I, 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 I'm not saying anything against either of them. I, I've had the argument made to me, and it's more about Batman, but I feel like it applies to Tony, too, or Iron Man. They don't have powers. There's no powers... Like well, like a Superman or a Wonder Woman or in the you know like a like a Thor even Captain America because even though he's just a typical human he's got that the the serum that turned him into the superhero like yeah. Black Widow's kind of the same thing Hawkeye's I mean some people would argue that Hawkeye's like aiming ability is a superpower but he didn't gain that from something you know no he wasn't shot by a radioactive arrow. Um, he has that great line from Civil War when Tony asks him if he retired. He's like, yeah. But he's asking about playing golf. He goes, yeah, shot eight, played 18, shot 18, can't seem to miss. Yeah. I don't know why, but that line just makes me laugh. I, I, he has he has a great line in Age of Ultron where he's like telling the Scarlet Witch, he's like, we're in a cave and I and like there's robots around and I have a bow and arrow. Yep. Everything about this is weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one, too. He's actually a very underrated character in the whole entire universe, I think. I think there's just a lot of hate for, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. I like Jeremy I, Renner. I, I got no problem with him. I just, I, I like his character after the Avengers, because the Avengers, he's just scowly and kind of not useful. The, what, the one where, with Loki? Yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, but. You could argue that's because of the Loki Pokey stick. Yeah, I could agree with that. But I'm just saying, like, I, at the same time, I was like, why the fuck do they do this guy? And then I'm like, oh, okay, they do this guy because he's like humanity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, um, he, he's the green arrow of Marvel. So, going back to your question, I would actually say that if I'm looking at the term super as just extra, you know, super doesn't necessarily mean you know, not human. Super just means extra, right? Right. So I would argue that spy, uh, uh, super, I'm sorry, uh, Iron Man and Batman would qu would qualify as superheroes because they are heroes and they are extras. Be they are extra heroes because they have to do more uh, to be on par with Superman or Thor or Captain America, or Spider-Man. They are. They have to use their wits. They have to. They have to use their money. They have to use their technology. They have to use their physical bodies to be able to go toe to toe with villains. Because you know, every every Superman movie should be Superman just punching someone in the face and end the end the movie. Right. Right. But what makes Batman and Tony interesting is that. They can die. Okay. So So I would say they're even better than superheroes than your stereotypical, stereotypical superheroes. Then to bring this full circle, do they qualify for Steph's question? 
Oh, do they qualify? Like, if you could have it, well, so like, could, could I have said I want to be Tony? Because I think I here's the reason I would be Tony over Bruce. As much as I love Batman, and I love Batman, he's probably my favorite superhero. Period. But you don't have that angst that that if you're Tony, you don't have the angst. What are you talking about? Bruce is all brooding. That's what I'm saying. If you're Tony, if you're Iron Man, you don't have that angst that you do if you're Batman, which means I would want to be Iron Man but, over Batman. But it depends on which Iron Man. I mean, if you're going Demon the Bottle, Tony has his angst too. Don't not get it wrong. Like, not like that. Look, and, and, and Kev has pushed on this himself. Like, we keep seeing, oh, my parents are dead. Oh, my parents are dead. And yes, you do need that as a catalyst, but as people who are going to go see these movies finally, you know, or, or read these books, you don't need to keep rehashing that, you know? Well, I, I agree. I mean, how many fucking times can we see Spider-Man uh, bury an uncle? Right, which is why I loved what they did in Homecoming. It just didn't... Right. It's not that it didn't happen, but they didn't make it a focal point. Right. But we also have this, we also have this theory that maybe there is no Uncle Ben. Maybe... Aunt no, they May referenced is, Ben. What? They th I think they referenced him once. They never said his name. They never said Uncle or, or Ben or anything. They just said when she, all the only illusion was that uh, Peter said, you know, she's gone through a lot, meaning Aunt May. Right. But they never specified what that means. No, it you're could right. Just be, it could just mean that Uncle Ben left her. Yeah. Or you know, we don't know. There maybe right. there was no Uncle Ben. Maybe she is the sister of. Of his father or his mother. Right. So she could still be Aunt May, but not married to Uncle Ben. Yeah. I, I don't want to start a whole thing, but that brings up a quick question for me, because you obviously know the books better than I do all across the board. We've said that before. Is there ever a time when they reference what happens to his parents? Um. Yes and no. I've read issues where, like, Richard Parker was, like, a, I mean, he was a scientist. They all they all talked about that, but how he was like, like hidden from the government, or he was killed from the government. Um, I think they even kind of point blank do it in like the Amazing Spider-Man Two, okay. where like, like the not very good sequel to the Amazing Spider-Man One, which was actually okay. I, I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't mm. love it. Give me the Raimi. Well, give me Homecoming number one, and then give, give me, me the home, yeah, give me Homecoming no matter what. But I mean, if I if you want to rank the Spider Man movies, I'll I'll rank my my ranking would be in terms of movies. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man two, and then Homecoming, <laughs> then Spider Man one, then Amazing Spider Man, then Spider Man, then uh, Spider Man three, and then the Amazing Spider Man two. Okay, I've got a slightly different order, but close. Homecoming is the movie for me. There's no, there's no better. Have you rewatched Spider Man Two? I love Spider Man Two, and it's number two on my list. But Homecoming okay. is is it? Like that is, that is as close to the comic book Spider Man as you're gonna get. Ever. I I agree, but all right. Say for the sake of argument, you took Tony, you took Iron Man out. It's still a great Spider Man movie. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, uh, no, I, I agree. It's still a great Spider-Man movie. Um, I just I have fonder. I don't know something about Spider-Man Two. I just think is not just a great Spider-Man movie, but also a great movie. 
Yeah, no, it is a great movie, but I can look back on it from a Spider-Man perspective and see some major flaws that I don't see. In oh, Homecoming. yeah, of course. You know, so and that's what that's what knocks it down that notch for me. Like, like if Homecoming never existed, I'd agree with you one hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Spider-Man Two would be number one, I agree. But Homecoming, I, okay. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Homecoming came out and just destroyed it. So, Homecoming Two, One, Three. And then Amazing Spider-Man 1, and I didn't see the second one. I had no desire. So I have to put it at the bottom of the list simply from the fact that I never saw it. You should see it just to see it because they do talk a lot about the whole Richard Parker thing. Okay. Uh, about how, how he, like, like the government tries to fucking hunt him down. And he, like, there's, like, a whole opening where he's, like, up in the fucking plane. And, like, there's an agent trying to kill him and his wife. And then, like, the plane crashes. And so that's how they die is, like, them sacrificing themselves to like save Peter. But like then Peter like stumbles upon it anyways and just like, God, what the fuck is going on? But then they leave the whole thing open because it's obvious they were gonna make an amazing Spider Man three. They're like like there was one thing where like I think it was the end of the first one where they say, Does Peter know what happened to his parents? And like we're like, no. And then like sort of Peter sort of figure out what happened to his parents. But then like it doesn't give him the full history yeah and then you're 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 in the uh, uh, illusion that there's going to be a whole third one where like presumably he finds out what happens to his parents and like finally tra- tracks down who's responsible you know but go ahead i'm sorry but, I didn't then, mean to that, but then they were just like fuck it you know that what it's because it did it did poorly in the in the theater and stuff. Oh, oh it bombed like crazy yeah um i'm gonna be a super <laughs> fucking hypocrite for a second and tell you that the one of the reasons I did not like the Amazing Spider-Man one is because you had no Mary Jane, and yet you don't have a Mary Jane in Homecoming, and I love it. So, although you kind of do, but you don't know you, that. You have all. an MJ, right? You don't have Mary Jane. You have an MJ. Um. Well, that was them trying to be different, and also trying to go. I'm talking about the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Them having Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Is akin to the comics. No, I, I I know that, but as a as a guy who doesn't follow it as deeply, I want an MJ. You know what I'm saying? I also thought it was really ridiculous that they fucking cast a well known redhead and made her blonde. Oh yeah, <laughs> because that Emma, Emma Stone would have actually killed as, as Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, overall, look, look. Like I said, if there was no Homecoming, Spider-Man Two is it? Because that thing with Doc Ock was awesome. That whole sequence, yeah. Let me phrase it this way: Tobey Maguire was a amazing Peter Parker. Yeah, Andrew Garfield was an amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. And, and, and Tom Holland is the best of both. Of both, yeah. He. That's what I'm saying. Like. It's not a perfect movie in the sense of the sentence perfect movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, but it's right. a perfect Spider-Man movie. We should do a whole episode about Spider-Man. I mean, we honestly, could. we should we should you should take this this section of Spider-Man conversation and like set it to the side so we can review it so we don't repeat ourselves or we could implement it in the episode as well. Could do that. We could so, do both. Yep. Uh, but we, I, I think Steph and I need to go get something to eat. I, th- I, just, I think she needs to have something to eat. I, I haven't eaten today either. Okay. Um, yeah, go do your things. So let's let's um, end the episode. All right, man. Well, um, this is 
<laughs> As you called it four ways from Sunday, we're all over the fucking place today, but I like it. Um, it's not always going to be this way for people who are listening, but then once in a while we're going to do this. We're not going to sit down with one specific plan in mind and do it out like we do with Star Wars or the MCU, and other times we're going to do that. We're going to do a Spider-Man or something, but every so often and, you're going to get one of these. And in order to help us to not be all over the place and not know what the fuck we're going to talk about, why don't you... You listeners, all seven of you, why don't you <laughs> fucking give us some ideas to talk about? We will be more than happy to talk about your ideas, to talk, answer your questions, and to give you a shout-out and be like, all right, so-and-so asks, how big oh. is your dick? How big is your dick, CJ? Um, the viewers want to know. Uh, well, have the to listeners want to know. The listeners want to know. Um, how no. big is it? <laughs> Not nearly as big as Liam Neeson. We'll say that. Um, no, but you're right. People give us some ideas, not because we're not capable, but we want feedback. We want we want to interact with you as listeners. We want to we want that. We want to be we want you to be part of our show as best as you can be. We obviously can't have you in a room with a microphone, but we your voice still matters to us. We're in our infancy as a show. Give us a chance. We're coming. You know what I mean. We're coming along pretty well. We are coming along all over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> there you go. So in the meantime, ideas, comments, concerns, criticisms, bring them. I want them. If you got them, bring them. I want to hear them. So, CJ and I can argue and debate very well. So if you want to see us argue over a topic, we'd be happy to do that. Totally. Um, totally bring it on. Uh, you could also uh, check me out Rico's Rants on YouTube. If you, I also do requests on those. I review uh, and bitch about movies as well as talk about my personal life, both on here as well as on Rico's Rants. Do you need to go do the John Carpenter movies we talked about? That's what I want. That's a request. I'm sending a request. Do them. Do one of them, <laughs> or all three. I, I will. I will do that as soon as you watch Get Out. Okay, that's fair. I'll watch it with Deb. So you got to give you a little bit of time. But you've got three movies. I got one. So it's gonna take you time anyway. All right, buddy. Um, but yeah, so do those. Um, but Rico's right. We'll, we can talk about anything. So bring it on. We'll we'll do it. Um, and until the next time, guys, take care of yourselves. With great power comes no responsibility. Hey, everybody. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. You can listen to the show on the network Podcast-A-Go-Go at www.podcastagogo.com or Listen Notes at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow the show on Twitter at Podeskew, Rico at Rance Rico, and CJ at M underscore Blade. Also follow the network at Podcast-A-Go-Go. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact CJ for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone who listens to the show. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, Rico. I just read they're making your movie.
Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.